We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Introducing to you first on my right, fighting out of the red corner, wearing white trunks with gold trim, fighting out of Los Angeles by way of Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. He weighed in at 125 and three quarter pounds, his record 31 wins, two losses and one draw with 15 wins coming by way of knockout tonight in his 11th world title appearance. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the sensational three-weight division champion of the world, introducing Abner Mares. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by Abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is today. They will chat about topics like Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to a boxing champ, also being a husband and a girl dad. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and in Spanish out on Wednesdays. On the Hook on Blue Wires Network. It's week seven. And on today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down the Atlanta Falcons' offense and defense. We also have the injury report, and we have our bowl predictions and our scoring predictions for Week 7, Detroit Lions versus the Atlanta Falcons, on episode 134 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 134 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Pepsi. I am your host Tyler, joined by two guys. As always, 
Malcolm, and Pierre. How are you guys doing on this nice Thursday night? Woo! Oh, you got it back. I'm back. I'm back, <laughs> baby. Oh, Malcolm's voice is back. I'm let's back. Go. There you Yo, go. Let's go, man. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing good. How are you guys feeling? Now it's Thursday. You know, it's been a couple days since the Lions beat the Jaguars. You know, you guys still good? Or? Yeah, bro. Just kind of looking at the Falcons now, you know, kind of over yeah. the Jags scheme. So fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, um, let's do the injury report, and then we'll break down the Atlanta offense versus Detroit defense. So first, we'll read off the Detroit report. So, so Desmond Trufant, no practice uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Danny Amendola was limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday, dealing with a foot. Trey Flowers, Marvin Jones, and Frank Ragnow did not practice on Wednesday, but they all practiced on Thursday. Joe Dahlgroin was a full practice both days. So the Lions are pretty healthy. And also to note, um, Justin Coleman returns to practice today. That's a positive. I don't know if he'll play this week because only have like two days of practice. But probably next week we might see him. So that's a positive right there. Yeah. Um, same as the Atlanta Falcons side. They're pretty healthy for the most part. You know, all their guys, it looks like they're you know expected to play. The guys that didn't practice on Thursday were Alex Mack. Defensive tackle, Dertain Sneet, and defensive end, Dante Fowler, and defensive tackle, or defensive end, Tack McKinley. The only guy that's concerning on these on this injury report for not participants are um, Tack McKinley, because he hasn't participated Wednesday and Thursday, and he's dealing with a groin injury. But Dante Fowler is dealing with an ankle slash they're arresting him. So he participated Wednesday, but he didn't participate Thursday. So that's something to monitor in the next couple of days. And then Alex Mack and Snee were both arrests. So I don't think those are – there's no injuries connected with those. Julio didn't practice on Wednesday with the hammy. Makes sense because he's still coming back from that injury. He made his return last week versus Minnesota. But he was limited on Thursday, so I expect him to play. And then everyone else I expect to play. Guys like Kelvin Ridley, Kendall, she- or she- Kendall Sheffield, the corner from Ohio State. Uh, they were limited. And then Russell Gage and former Detroit Lions, Brandon Powell, were both full participants on Thursday. So I expect both of those guys to play. So the Falcons are pretty healthy. The only guys you know, I would monitor is Tack McKinley and Dante Fowler. Everyone else should be able to give it a go. So with that being said, let's get into this Atlanta offense versus Detroit defense. And... This is a uh, very good offense. Here, <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and yeah, read off some of the guys? Uh, Matt Ryan, he's having a good year. He's second in yards in the NFL, 11 touchdowns and only three picks. Um, Todd Gurley has 99 carries for 422 yards and five touchdowns, averaging 4.3 yards a carry. Then their wideouts is what it's like. what's scary about this offense. You got Julio Jones. He's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. He's dangerous. He's fast. He's big. You got Calvin Ridley. He's playing like a top 10 receiver this year, just to say his stats. 548 yards and five touchdowns. And you have Russell Gage, who's a really solid slot wide receiver. And their backups, man. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this guy's name right. Olamide Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, yeah. Zacchaeus, yeah. He, he's like another solid wide receiver. And then uh, Brandon Powell, obviously, we know what he could do. He was with the Lions. And they have Christian Blake. He doesn't play as much. Their tight ends, they really only involve like one of the tight ends. The other guys are mainly blockers. Hayden Hurst, he has 19 receptions for 227 yards and three touchdowns. They like to use him a lot in the red zone. So Detroit should be wary of that. Um, going to their O-line, you got left tackle Jake Matthews. He's a good pass blocker, not the best run blocker. He hasn't allowed a sack this year. He has three penalties. Their left guard, James 
Carpenter. He's solid in pass pro, but an awful run blocker, like really bad. He's allowed one sack. He also has zero penalties. Alex Mack. This is a guy who's like who's been in the league for a while. He's a veteran. He's a really tough dude. One of the best centers um, in the league. He's a good pass blocker and a run blocker. He only allowed one sack and has one penalty. Right guard Chris Lindstrom, who I like, coming out of Boston College last year. He's good in both categories. He has allowed three sacks and zero penalties. Was it last year, Chris Lindstrom? Was two years ago? 2019. 2019, yeah. Okay, thanks. Uh, right tackle, Caleb McGarry. I don't know if I said his name right. He's really good also in run and pass. He's allowed two sacks. So, I mean, like, you look at this offense, they don't really, like, have, like, a weakness to say. Um, they're pretty loaded. Yeah. I, I'm not even a defensive coordinator, but just from watching, you know, some film from the Falcons game, you know, I, I was stressing out, like, how are we going to stop this team? Like, there's so many, you know, different poison. Like, th- they could kill you with any di- way, the run game, the passing game. There's, yeah. and It's kind of like pick your poison, essentially. And it's very difficult. I'm gonna. I want to hear what you guys are gonna say. Like, how do you think we stop the Atlanta Falcons? Start off with Malcolm, and then I just want to hear if it's similar or different to mine. I mean, me, I'll, I'll run some zone, man. I'll play cover three on them if that was me. Um, a lot of the single high safety, and then you know you try to continue to run, but then you know you play the pass as well. But but that's what I would do, and try to keep you know rush four at all times. But we'll see how the Lions approach it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's what the Carolina Panthers kind of went by. And that's, you know, the best defensive performance the Atlanta Falcons have versed this season. You know, the least amount of points they have versed or given up was to the Carolina Panthers. Or scored, I should say. They only scored 16 points versus the Carolina Panthers. And if you watch the game film, you know, the Panthers didn't really blitz. It was all four-man rushes, even some three-man rushes. The only concern I have with that is... I don't know if our pass rush is good enough. Like the Panthers' pass rush was still getting there, even with their four-man rush. You know, Brian Burns has, has been really good for them this year, and he's he's yeah, he gets he, he gets the quarterback, man. I don't know if Detroit necessarily has that guy where they can get to the quarterback. And do you want these wide receivers, you know, to have all day? And another thing about that Panthers game, Julio Jones was not playing that game, and the Atlanta offense is still good without Julio Jones, but they are a little lost without Julio Jones. Julio Jones makes that offense so much better. For himself, obviously, and then it makes Kelvin really a lot better. It makes all their other guys better, guys like Russell Gage, and then uh, uh, what's Zacchaeus, 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 whatever the hell his name is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes all these guys open, you know, when you're you know trying to figure out Julio Jones. But I agree, man, you have to stop the pass, I think, before the run. You know, usually when we're talking about game planning on defense, usually our first thought is stopping the run. This week, I think, is a little different. I think this is a week where where we usually get frustrated with Patricia game plan, we're like, oh, my God, why are we only rushing three? Why don't we care about pressure? This might have to be one of those weeks, low-key. I mean, it's weird to say, but, like, you might only need to rush four or three and just worry about the pass. But then it gets scary. It's like, could you get to the quarterback in time? And then these receivers are eventually going to get open. I don't know. It just sounds like a big mess to me. Yeah, I think I actually think you guys said cover three. I think they're going to play quarters coverage. I thought about this for a while. Remember when they played the Rams? We said they had no chance. Granted, in the fourth quarter, they allowed like a big, I think, girly run or something. But other than that, they helped them in check for most of the game. And Detroit was, um, they were playing Robert Woods. Was it Cup? Who else was it? Robert Cup. Uh, Robert yeah, so Woods. Higby. Brandon Cooks, too, right? Joel Everett. Yeah. Brandon Cooks was on that team, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so, like, we said, oh, they have no chance. But I think Detroit's going to come in and try to, like, don't let nothing get over their heads. Quarters coverage, cover four, basically. 
Um, let the underneath stuff get completed, but don't let nothing deep happen. And maybe that could force Atlanta to some mistakes because they love to throw the ball deep. They're not really one of those dink and dunk type of offenses. They like to take their shots downfield. They're like the they'll, big play offense, you know? They'll they'll take their dumps, though, man. They'll they'll dump it off to Ridley. They'll, really. They probably will, but they really will get his yak yards. They want to use. They want to. They like throwing the ball down the field, though. You got Julio. You got you got Gage. Like I said, you have um, Ridley. It's better to make them dink and dunk than just um, have them beat you deep. So I think Detroit's going to try to play the deep ball, but also, I mean, Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley, right? He's averaging four point three yards a carry. For oh, just about to yards. say that. Oh, just about to say that. Chance, you have to stop the run, bro. So. And quarter the Rams do also it. had Todd do Gurley it. when we played them. They had Todd Gurley back then. So you stop Todd Gurley, you play the quarters coverage, and kind of see what happens. Um, I do not want to play man against these guys. It's, it'll be a disaster. Yeah, uh, we, we we don't have a snacks Harrison in this game like that game either. No, but you do have, but like you do have, um, you can you can go big though. You can use Shelton and Penasini. Penasini has done really well as a rookie. See, um, but then that that gets tricky. Then like then you're just allowing him all the time in the pocket. So this is what you do. Like on first down, you force them to second and long. If they want to run it, so maybe like you try to stop throwing on first down. So maybe second and third down, maybe they pass some more. Um, we'll see what they do. I think Atlanta, though, probably knows that Detroit's run defense is a little vulnerable. Yeah, last last week was different. But other than that, you, you watch the tape. Detroit's run defense really hasn't been that good. Yeah. Um, so it was 32nd in the league until this week. And now they're 27. There you go. So, I mean, you have to – Atlanta's probably going to try to run the ball. Atlanta's going to do what the Saints did. I think that's what they're going to try. They're going to try to you run the ball. So? Yep. They're going to try to run the ball, and then once their run game works, everything will open up for them. You can, If you're Detroit, you cannot allow that to happen. First, first things first, you always have to stop the run. That's my opinion. You guys say pass, that's fine, but you have to stop the run. Once you stop the run, you make them one-dimensional. You can send your blitzes, your exotic looks, your different zone looks. Try to confuse the quarterback. They run it on you all day. You're done as an offense. I mean, you don't know what they're gonna do. They'll they'll destroy you. You know, you know me, and and I agree with you. You know, I always say, yeah, we always the first thing you have to do is always have to stop the run because if you can't stop the run, everything goes bad. Everything yeah. goes bad. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> like Atlanta is a team that'll come out and throw a 50 yard bomb to start the game. That's just who they are, man. Like right. they don't. I don't know, man. I, this is—it's been so difficult for me, like, to determine. I mean, like, you look at you look at the Atlanta, bro. The least they've run it in a game was twenty-one carries, and that was their week one. The most they ran it was thirty-seven against the Vikings. The second most was against the Cowboys, thirty-four carries. So they like to run the ball too. It's not like they don't like to run the ball. They run yeah, it a lot. No, they run it. So what's the front four you're showing most of the time in this game? I know you're going to mix it, it up. It depends like, with the personnel. It honestly depends how Atlanta's personnel plays. If Atlanta brings in two tight ends, then Detroit probably should gear up to stop the run. Yeah. If Atlanta um, has one tight end on the field and three wideouts, Detroit should probably bring in their pass rush package. So it just depends on their personnel. You match up with them. So do you like consider ever playing like Trey Flowers at the three tag, maybe Deshaun Hand at a defensive tackle spot, like yeah, maybe I mean, Ro Romeo Quara at defensive end, and then I mean you don't really have a Jack linebacker because Julian Aquara's out now, and then Austin Bryant's not. I don't think eligible to return this week either. Like, what, what's your third down? You know, lineup. This week, it'll be Flowers, Williams, Hand, and probably and Collins somewhere in there. Collins or, or Romeo, yeah, one of those guys, like a mixture of those guys. Yeah, maybe Jared Davis as a situational guy. He did well as a situational the other week. So, 
I don't know, man. This sounds so icky and so messy. Like there's so, so many what the Lions did last week. It's some interesting. So they had guys that were looking to rush the passion, but instead they dropped them back and then they they rushed the linebacker. It looked yeah. like a blitz, but it wasn't really a blitz. Maybe they try to confuse um, Matt Ryan like that, give him different looks, different zone looks, and stuff like that. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, this Matt is Ryan, a more experienced quarterback, obviously. Yeah, Matt Ryan is hard to confuse though. This guy's seen it all. He, he's yeah. he's he's a good quarterback. He's like. To me, he's like Stafford. Kind of. I would say it's it's like Stafford. Like it's hard to blitz on him too because he's going to pick up a blitz. He's going to make the right you know read. I don't know, man. You just I, have to be smart and you got to tackle these guys right away. These guys are speedy. Julio Jones is fast. Calvin Ridley's really good yak guy. Uh, Russell Cage. I mean, another solid guy. So you have to tackle them once they catch the ball. Tackle them. Don't let them break tackles. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. So okay, that makes sense, I guess. So. What's my next question? I guess my next question is, you know, who who do we focus on mainly in this on this offense? Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, I thought that's the obvious answer. But yeah, Ridley's I mean, play, Ridley's playing great too this year. He is, but like, you, I mean, you'd rather get beat by Ridley than Julio. That's just me. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Julio's, you know, arguably a top ten receiver of all time. So, yeah, I mean, this is just a a very messy game plan to me. I don't know. It's very hard to predict what to do on defense and i know these these coaches you know they're stressing out right now <laughs> oh for sure. i doubt they're sleeping they're probably trying to think of every way they could like stop this team it's hard yeah the atlanta our- falcons are easy <laughs> hey i mean fun fact i mean our coach is the guy who um the d he was the defensive coordinator for the the, the 23 game he was. Bowl, and he locked them down the fourth quarter i mean is this is this a sign that he might know how to play? He might know how to play Matt Ryan, and he might not know how to get to Matt Ryan because I mean, it's it's like it's different though. It's different personnel. It's different. It's just different. I don't know how to say it. I mean, that's tough. I mean, yeah, I it's it's the different. Guru, the guru, <laughs> the defensive guru, <laughs> defensive guru. You know, he called the best play in the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. In Super Bowl history. <laughs> All right, you guys want to get into the Falcons defense? Yeah, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll get into the Atlanta Falcons defense and versus Detroit Lions offense. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides you powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely results in higher, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have over the three million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire.
Thanks to the natural athleticism or commitment or or bearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they join another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Whether you're in your basement, watching the Detroit Lions in your Lions man cave, or if you're deciding to crash your neighbor's house as an arch rival of your favorite team. Why are you here, big dog? We don't even like the same team. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through the day through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. All right, guys, we are back. And I have a headache just thinking of the Atlanta offense. And, you know, it's weird. This team is one and five, and it seems like we're talking about a team that's like you know six and zero right now. Like I know they're not good. Like I know they're one and five, but this offense I think is top five in the NFL. I think they're very good. I think they're a track team. They're very good. I I think I agree with you. Um, the the re- the thing is they, they remind me of the Lions from last. Remember the Lions had like a top five passing offense, but their defense was awful. The Falcons are defense are giving up. Uh, for 133 yards a game, they're allowing 31 points to their opponents. Yeah, and they have a run. They have a running game, which we never had last year. So, right. Um, all right, let's get into their defense. Um, their starting edge rusher, Tech McKinley, um, he's been hurt and he's hurt right now. So if he doesn't play, it'll be Charles Harris. Harris has two sacks on the year. He's decent in like both as a pass rusher and run defender. He's not anything special. Grady Jarrett. In my note, I have. Probably the third best defense attack in the league behind Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner. This guy could destroy a game. Um, he's quick, great against the run, great against the pass. Ragnow and whoever else he's going to be lined up with have their hands full with this guy. This guy is legit. He's the real deal. Um, their other defensive tackle, I want to bring up something. We, Marlon Davidson and John Kaminsky are both on their D-line, and they're both on COVID-19 reserve list, so they're not going to play probably. Their other starter is Alan Bailey. He's not a good run defender or a good pass rusher, but he's in there right now. And his backup is Tyler Davis, and he's also not that good. Uh, Dante Fowler, he struggled this year. He only has one sack. He's an awful run defender. So maybe you kind of run it at Fowler and Bailey. That's what I would do. Their weak side linebacker, uh, Michael Walker. I think he's actually a rookie, right? Yeah, he is. He's not good in run D. He's good in coverage, though. Deion Jones, again, he's a smaller linebacker. Not as not as good in run defense, but really good in coverage. And then their strong side linebacker has been a surprise. Foisdale Alu Khan. I don't know if I said his name right. Uh, he's really good in coverage, not a good run defender. Their linebackers are not good run defenders, but um, they're athletic. They're fast. They're sideline to sideline. They're all good in coverage, right? Uh, let's get into their corners. This is probably what's holding them back. Kendall Chef, or we'll start with the starter, AJ Terrell. He's been targeted 19 times. He's allowed 17 receptions, uh, 127.2 passer rating when targeted. He also has a pick. Um, Kendall Sheffield, he's been targeted 28 times. He's allowed 20 receptions. He's allowing a 118 passer rating when targeted. And then their nickel guy, if they're not like with three linebackers, they'll go with uh, Isaiah Oliver. So teams are targeting him a lot. He's been targeted 40 times. He's allowed 29 receptions, and he's also lined a 138.3 passer rating. Um, their free safety, Ricardo Allen. I mean, he's not good in coverage or run defense. And then their strong safety, Kawana Neal. 
This guy's awful in coverage. He's solid in run defense, though. <laughs> this guy's awful. This guy's awful. Listen, you like listen. O- you sound like Oprah. This guy. Kawan and Neil, I'll tell you why he's awful. He's been targeted 18 times. He's allowed 16 receptions. He's awful in coverage. Um, just a note here that I have here. The Falcons are fifth in pass rush win weight and seventh in run stop rate. Um, that's for Justin Rogers. So he got that stat. I don't know where he got it from, but. Yeah, they're also giving up 433 yards a game and uh, allowing 31 points per game to their opponents. So, uh, so they're bad defensively. Falcons defense is like the Lions defense from last year, basically. Except they didn't really have a pass rush win rate. They didn't have a run stop win rate, but they're still allowing a shitload of yards and a lot of points. You can almost say this year as well. <laughs> I know you said last year's Lions, but. I mean, the Lions have given up a lot of yards, too. I mean, they didn't do it last week, which is good. So, we'll see. But, so, where do you attack this Atlanta defense? I mean, you could essentially do whatever you want, almost. Yeah, I think what they're going to try to do, though, um, you don't want to go into shutout with Atlanta's offense. So, they're going to try this. Shootout, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, So, they're going to try to probably run the ball, keep the ball out of Atlanta's hands, control the clock. And just kind of like play it slow, and then like if something opens up, run game does well. Maybe you start with the play action, and then essentially, if you could run the ball on them, you could do whatever you want, right? They're number five in run defense in the NFL, um, so they're they're a good run. De- they have a good run defense. But the Lions also uh, PFF came out. They have the number one run blocking unit, but the backs vision hasn't been that that good. Other than Swift, uh, AP and Carrion, I guess have struggled a little according to PFF, but. It's a strength on strength over there. And then, I mean, you, you could pass on these guys, but the Lions wide receivers, even against the Saints backups, they had trouble. Yeah. So you that's know, a concern. Something I was just looking at, just looking at stats of their the Falcons' previous game, and I thought it was very interesting. And we have this guy who could do this. And this is using our, our running backs in the passing game. So the Panthers targeted Mike Davis 10 times. He got 60 yards and nine receptions. The Packers, eight receptions for 95 yards with Jamal Williams, eight targets. Aaron Jones also got five receptions and 40 yards. So, Swift uh, game? This is, I think, you know, you could use the quick passing game. Even Seattle, Chris Carson, six receptions for 45 yards, two touchdowns passing. And or receiving, I should say, but, you know, passing plays. So I think you got to use your, you know, use your back. You have the back to do it. He's versatile. Yeah. I think this is a DeAndre Swift type game where you can use him in some quick passes. TJ Hawkinson, you know, throw him some quick passes. Jesse James, you know, use your use your guys like that. It depends with those guys though, because um, uh, their safeties aren't good in coverage. Kawan O'Neal, but the other guys, their linebackers, are all good in coverage. Um, it depends who's covering him. I who's guess matchup on him. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing probably Neal's matching up against the backs. That's probably what's going on. Yeah. And then, you know, the Lions could even attack, you know, Galladay, obviously. I was, you know, because they don't have a true shutdown corner. Yeah, I go at the rookie. I go at Sheffield, Isaiah Oliver. They're a young secondary. These guys are all like first year or second or third year players. Yeah, I was going to say say that. Like, do you think that we could, like, attack their secondary with our our wide receiving core? You could. That's the thing. The wide receivers have struggled for the Lions. And and, and we want to own the time of possession, too. So, you know, the longer we hold on to the ball, it's better. Obviously, yeah. so you know maybe you make it a boring game. You know, throw your short passes, run the ball, and just take what you could get. 
you know, keep Matt yeah. Ryan off the field. Yeah, take Matt. Yeah, keep Matt Ryan and that track team off the field. I think that's going to be the game plan, but I don't know if they could follow that. It's just, it's just hard. Um, I mean, I know you said they're the fifth, you know, best running defense, but I mean, running backs are still running on them. I like, I don't understand how they're the fifth best running defense. Honestly, they're I'm not also seventh in run stop rate as a def- as a defense. Like, backs are averaging good yards against them. Aaron Jones averaged 4.7. Mike Davis, 5.6 running. Zeke, 4 yards. Like, I mean, these running backs are not – I mean, they're not like shutting those guys like completely. Like, the Saints, I said we shouldn't run the ball against because they were shutting guys down. I mean, these guys aren't shutting guys down. Like, they're still getting good averages. Teams are still picking at it. I don't know. I don't understand how they're the fifth best run defense, honestly. <laughs> so the Lions came in the Saints game, um, passing the ball right away, and obviously they struggled with that. So they went back to the running game, and the running game obviously like wasn't all there. I don't think they're going to do that this week. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think they're probably going to try to run it with Swift um, and AP and carry on on those guys, and then kind of see that opens up the passing game. Yeah. I mean, you could, like I mentioned, you could use the short passing game. Like, you could you. Put two backs on the field. Put Swift and AP on the field at the same time. Confuse them, you know, a little bit. Are they going to run? Are they going to pass? I don't right. know. They also play like a cover three. They run like Seattle's defense because Dan yeah. Quinn was down there. And yeah, so you know, I mean, put put Stafford in a shotgun formation. Put two backs behind him. Confuse them. Stafford does do well against cover three defenses, though. Yeah, so. like he ex- he's pretty good at exposing a zone. I don't know if they'll play it all game, but they did that a lot with Dan Quinn. I'm not sure what they'll do with this. Uh, Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris, yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing it'll be the same thing. You know, he runs that defense down there. He yeah. ran, what, like, he was a defensive coordinator, so. What do you think, Malcolm? What, what should the Lions attack in this game? I mean, essentially, they could do whatever they want as well. I mean, I, I really like the game plan of keeping Matt Ryan off the field. I agree. Right. I like that, I like that game plan a lot. But, um, I mean, you, gotta, you probably got to play by ear because, you know, you get to a point if they're scoring too quickly, you might have to turn this to a shootout. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it all depends. Like you know, if, if we if we're slowing the game down and, and we're getting stops, that's that's awesome. Yeah, but if they're score, if we're slowing the game down. They coming down and they're scoring in a you know five five play drive or a four play drive. You know, they're scoring quickly. Might get might get ugly. Yeah, yeah. Your offense will be hella tired. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Exactly. So I mean, I don't know. You can probably got to play by ear. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, the game I think goes. Those- They'll come in, they can run the ball, but they also should have a backup plan. Be like, look, we could easily be in a shootout with these guys because these guys are talented. They love to sling it. Tyler, what was the number? You said the least that Matt Ryan has thrown in the game. How much was it? 36 passes. Yeah. So <laughs> That's they the least amount of passes he's thrown they in. They love to pass the ball. Um, but like I said, even the running, the running thing, what do I have here? The lowest they ran it was 21, and that was in week one. The most they did was 37. That was last week. And that was because they were up so big. I mean, even, yes. when they, even when they were up, they were passing the ball. It, it came to like the fourth quarter when they were up so big. It was like, yeah, we don't, you know, we just run the ball out, kill the clock. So that's probably why they ended up having 37 rushes. But I'm telling you, if the Falcons are in a close game, they're not running the ball. <laughs> they're going to pass that motherfucker. What's going to be interesting is going gonna, is gonna to be, you know, what team has the lead in the fourth quarter? No. That's going to be interesting. Because whoever, yeah, I mean, whoever has the lead in the fourth quarter, what's going to happen? That's what I want to see. It won't mean anything (laughs) because these teams are known for historically choking. I mean, I think Atlanta is a different type of choking, but (laughs) they're they're a different breed. They're they're like the leaders. 
That's like that city in general, man. Georgia, the Atlanta Braves just took the three-one lead in the playoffs. Like, that city, man. That's tough. Like, kudos to them. Yeah. At least they get a little deeper. But this yeah. is a game, like like I told you, this is that Spider-Man meme. Yeah, they're pointing at each other. Yeah, yeah. Andre jumping DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, this is this is that game. The, you know, the Lions and the Falcons. So we'll see. You guys yeah. want to get into our uh, predictions and bowl predictions? Yeah, I mean. Just one short thing. This game could go literally either way. Yeah, I agree go, with that. Like yeah, it wouldn't shock. It wouldn't shock me with either result. If the Lions won by a touchdown, sure. If the Falcons won by a touchdown, sure. It wouldn't I'm shock. You me. Would it yeah. shock you the Lions win by three touchdowns? Yes. Yeah, I think I would. That would shock you. I would be amazed with this coach. I'd be like, okay, they're starting to get their things rolling now. Let's see what they do against. <laughs> you know, you know, it also shocked me if this is a, a defensive battle. <laughs> <laughs> if, this is, if this is like a fourteen to ten game or something like oh that, oh my gosh! How shocked! That, how shocked that would be like, shocking too. Yeah, that I mean, would, the that would be shocking. Thing, they have minus two and a half, so it could obviously go. I mean, they don't really have like a team favorite. Falcons are favored by two and a half, but dude, I, I'd be shocked if there's five punts combined by by two by the both teams. You said five punts combined, like combined. between the Lions and the Falcons. I don't even think there'll be five punts in this game. Oh, um, you think it's a shootout? Shootout. I just like, think it's like boom, 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 boom. We'll, we'll probably see some field goals. I mean, they, they kick a lot of field goals too. I, I, their kicker is a big fantasy guy. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Young Koku. Koku. Yeah. Young Koku. Young Koku. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our predictions and then wrap this up. All right. So cue the Fox music. Let me read off the records. I'm leading the way at four and one. We all picked up a dub, including the listeners, because they chose the. Detroit Lions to win. And, you know, just to give myself a little props, I did actually get my bold prediction right. I said DeAndre Swift oh, sure 200 sure yards did. and Good job. two touchdowns. Or 100 yards and two touchdowns. And that's Good exactly job. what happened. Wow. Look at him. I knew it was going to come eventually. Yeah, I said it every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was going to happen. So, okay. Uh, Melvin, you want to go ahead and read off your prediction? All right. So, let's see what I'm going to do today. So, I am picking the Falcons. Psych. All right, so I'm picking the Lions. Um, and this is going to be a high-scoring game. Let's say 35-30 Lions. And my bull prediction. <laughs> and this is another one that just bound to happen. Um, this is yeah, yeah. Hawk, Hawk is going to get Hawk is going to get 100, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. There we go. I'd even read off the record. So I'm sitting at four and one. Pierre's at two and three. Melvin's at two and three. And the listeners are at two and three. So I got a two game cushion right now. So a little comfortable. Yeah. So you have a chance to screw it up. Yeah, maybe. So Melvin's choosing the Lions win this week. Let's see where everyone else goes. And you guys could vote on the Pride Podcast page on Instagram at Pride Podcast. And just click on the story and just click whoever you want to vote. You guys have been welcome and just choosing the lines every single game. So I know who you, what way you guys are probably going this week. But Pierre. Get the Kool-Aid, baby. Yeah. Pierre, who are you choosing this week? I'm going with the better offense. Um, I really want to pick the lines. I just can't when Julio's out there, when Ridley's out there, Russell Gage, Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley. I'm going with the Falcons 34-31. What's your bold prediction? Uh, Lions hold Julio 250 yards. To under 50 yards? Under 50 yards. Wow. How many he touchdowns? Must, he must be expecting an injury mid-game. <laughs> First Which quarter. Bold. It's like they're going to lock him up. It's bold. Yeah. You guys, bold means like it's like not going to happen. It's bold. That's, that's what bold means. <laughs> I mean, like, try to make it like somewhat. No. I mean, I, I, mean, it is, that, I mean, that could happen. It could happen. That, is, that could happen. 
like if they just no we got hurt let's he say got, they quad let's say they just quadruple julio jones and they're like ridley you can do whatever you want or but if yeah. he gets he gets injured during kickoffs and that's possible too julio's <laughs> been kind of injury prone so that's very possible as well so we'll see yeah. okay so, so beer sticking yeah, yeah. atlanta now i'm sticking detroit I'm also taking Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta to win this game 35-27. Uh, same thing with Pierre. I'm taking the better offense in this game. I, uh, th- these guys scare me. I know they're 1-5. I don't think they're a very good football team, but their offense just scares me. I think they're better than what the record says. Definitely. Only, I don't think they're a 1-5 team, honestly. But, you know, they are what the record is. So. Yeah, you are what the record is. So, yeah. how, how, how do you look at them like a 1-5 team? It's just because their offense is just so good, and I look at our defense, and it sucks so bad. But then you could say the other thing the other way, because the Atlanta defense is so bad, and Detroit offense is solid. But the Lions offense is nothing. It's just kind of similar. The Lions offense yeah. is not what it was last year yet. It's I'm just not what the that. Yeah, the late, their their passing offense is just not what it was last year for whatever reason. Stafford, the wide receivers, it's everyone. The O line has done well, but like the wide receivers and the quarterback, they all need to play better. Yeah, I don't didn't, know. I think did, did, didn't didn't this team give up like a thirty point lead to like the the Cowboys week one? Yeah. That's well, that like coach that is gone. Dan yeah. Quinn is gone. I think honestly, Julio Jones makes such a huge difference in the game too. I, I think he, I think he's like a bigger impact than what Kenny Gallaudet is with the Lions, and he wasn't in in those games. I'm not trying to make, make the injury excuse because they lost, and it is what it is. But yeah. I don't I don't know. I, well, I don't he looks like they're Calvin Johnson. He really dude, is. He's a I don't even think the, I don't even think the Falcons are good. But I don't think the Lions are very good. So. But um, so this this was Julio's game. Julio first game back this whole season last second, week. I think right. It, that was the second game. He played week one and then he played last week. And, and well, he actually played the Panthers game and got hurt, or the game before that and got hurt. Early I on. hope he gets traded tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Falcons to win this game 35-27 just because I think the Atlanta Falcons are a better offense. So I'm picking Ooh, them. Let's uh, go. My bold prediction is there's going to be six combined passing touchdowns in this game. Six. Wait, six this combined passing touchdowns. Six between combined. Matt Ryan, with Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, 3-3 three, three or 4-2. Okay. Yeah, or 5-1 or 6-0. That's I mean, not really it, bold, but I'll give it to you. That's like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be fair, Stafford hasn't thrown three touchdowns in a game in a game this year. So, because yeah. they're running it when they get in the red zone, right? Yeah, that's, that's what could happen. I'm saying they're gonna pass it in this year, uh, oh, pass okay. it in this week. Okay. So, I mean, six six pass, com- uh, six passing touchdowns combined with Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford in this game, and I have the Falcons winning this game, 35, 27. I hope- the Lions would be wrong because I hate when they lose. It is just tough. Like the matchups we talked about them, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, this is a game that can go either way. Yeah. And right. if the if the Lions win this game, the narratives change. If they lose, they are kind of what I expect they were. I mean, this is a team I look at before the season. I look at now. I don't think they're the worst team in the NFL, and I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they're just in that mid-level mediocrity, six and ten. Seven and nine, somewhere around that range. That's just the way I view the lines. That's me personally. If they right. win this game and look good, maybe that changes. But as that of right now, if they win, that will change. That's what I looked at them going into the season, and that's what I still look at them right now. I don't think they're the Jets, but I don't think they're the Seahawks. So that's just me. Um, anything else you guys got to say? 
No, I got. That's all I got. All right, that's <laughs> it. Let's go, Lions. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's hope they win. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast of us breaking down the Atlanta Falcons. And next episode is going to really determine of how I feel about this season and where they are as the team. So stay tuned for next episode. That's going to be a very interesting episode. So this game has a very big factor of what I think of this team. So I think it also has a big factor on this regime as well. Maybe ownership wants to see more. Like they're still probably on the hot seat. They beat the Jags, but the Jags aren't a good football team. So yeah, we'll see. This is a big week, I feel like. So on that note, I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all the support. And I'm out. Peace. All right, we're out. I'm out. It's boy Malcolm. Peace. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads, totals, to teams and players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts.